The reading is from John 15, um, chapter, no, sorry, yeah, chapter 15, verses 1 to 17 on page 1676 of the Red Book. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Thanks, Karen. We're going to sing before we um, look at that passage together, so please stand. We're going to sing the song, We Are One. And let's pray together. Father, we thank you that by your amazing grace we are one. We are found in the risen Son. You have brought us into your Son to find life in him and through him. You have made us one as your people and set a great hope before us. And so we pray, help us indeed to walk in love, to grow in love, both for one another and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going to look at this passage in John 15 uh, today and next Sunday as well. As I said at the start, it's going to be a shorter sermon, so don't worry too much about the time. Um, Okay, John 15. Uh, Most things in life, if left alone, go bad. Rust, decay, uh, deteriorate. Food goes moldy, homes get dirty, bikes get rusty, bodies get flabby, relationships go cold. I spent three years at Bible college learning to read Hebrew, 
and I've spent 12 years since Bible college losing my ability to read Hebrew because I've not given any attention to it. <clears throat> the only things that grow naturally without doing anything to them are organic plants, flowers. Yes, they need the right soil and water and sun, but if it's the right time of year, just throw a seed in the ground and it grows all by itself. Almost everything else deteriorates unless you invest time and effort. How then can we make progress in our Christian lives? How can we have lives that are fruitful, lives that bring glory to God? This passage in John 15 is all about bearing fruit. Look down again at verse 8. Jesus says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Jesus doesn't define here exactly what he means when he talks about bearing fruit. Some people think he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, growth in character, Christ-likeness. Others think he's talking about evangelistic fruits, multiplication, more people coming to faith. Maybe it's praying in Jesus' name or obeying Jesus' commands. Or maybe, and this is my view, it's all of those things. Don Carson, in his commentary, says, everything that brings glory to the Father is Christian fruits. But the question is, in this world in which almost everything deteriorates, how can we make progress? How can we bear fruit, growing in our character, seeing answers to our prayers, bringing blessing into the lives of others, all for the glory of God? This passage tells us that for the true Christian, for those who are in relationship with Jesus, living a life of fruitfulness is not only possible, it's inevitable. It's not only possible, it is inevitable. We're going to look at the passage over two weeks, and today we're going to focus on the question why we can bear fruit, why, why we can expect to bear fruit. And then next week we're going to think about how we can bear fruit. So today, why is it that we can expect to bear fruit? Three things that this passage tells us. We're connected, we're cleansed, and we're chosen. The first is primary. The primary reason that we can expect to bear fruit is because of our union with Jesus. Verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's explore the illustration a little bit. The vine has its roots in the soil and it draws the moisture and nutrients and all the good stuff that a plant needs to grow. A branch can only bear fruit if it's truly joined to the vine, connected, united, in such a way that the life of the vine enters into the branch. The branch has no life in itself. It can only live and bear fruit if it's connected to the vine. And Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. In other words, Jesus is saying that the, the nature of our relationship with him is incredibly intimate. It's not just a relationship of association in which we spend time in each other's company. It's not just a relationship of admiration or appreciation. It's not just a relationship of authority or influence. It's a union. We are joined to Christ in such a way that his life 
enters us. His nature becomes ours. It's not a physical union. It's a spiritual union brought about by the Holy Spirit. Jesus sends his spirit to live within us. Through the spirit, we are joined to Christ and the very life of God comes into our lives. Why can we expect to bear fruit? Because we're connected to the power source. We are branches in the vine. Of course we'll bear fruit. We're connected to Jesus. Jesus isn't just our teacher. He's not just our our Lord who can influence us from outside. No, Jesus has attached himself to us. And his life and power and nature have become ours. His spirit is our spirit. The same spirit who powerfully raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. Of course we'll bear fruit. We're connected. Secondly, we're cleansed. Verses 1 1 to 3 are a bit perplexing. Let me read them to you again. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Now it's helpful to realize that the word for prune and the word for clean is the same word in Greek. And when you think about it, pruning is a kind of cleaning, isn't it? As you clear away whatever, whatever might hinder growth and enable a branch to be more fruitful. Now, I take it when Jesus talks about pruning, he's talking about God's sanctifying work in our lives. The often painful work that God does through hardships and difficulties and challenges that we face to strip away the things in our lives that hinder our growth to help us become more like Jesus. Now, I'm going to get a bit technical. The New Testament talks about sanctification in two ways, positional sanctification and progressive sanctification. Let me explain. There's one sense in which it's true to say we have been sanctified as a once-off definitive past event. As Jesus says in verse 3, you are already clean because of the words I've spoken to you. When you responded in faith to the message of Christ, your status changed. You became one of God's holy people. But there's another sense in which we are being sanctified as a progressive thing. As God works in us to make us more holy in our character. Another way to think about progressive sanctification is that it's God making true in our experience what's already true of us in status. It's about becoming and growing more and more into the people that God declares us to be. Does that make sense? God has made us his holy people when we responded to the gospel in faith. We are saints in that sense. We have been sanctified. We've been washed. We've been sight. But God continues his work in us to, to make true in our experience what he's declared to be true in our status. 
And so Jesus here makes a connection between our sanctification and our fruitfulness. God sanctifies us so that we can bear fruit. And Jesus says we've already been sanctified, definitively. We've been cleansed. We've been given the ability to bear fruit. And our ability to bear fruit will grow as God continues to prune us and sanctify us more and more. Why can we expect to bear fruit? Because we're connected to Jesus, because we're already cleansed. Thirdly and briefly, because we're chosen. Look again at verse 16. Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. The most important thing is not that you chose Jesus, but that Jesus chose you. And he chose you for a purpose, to go and bear fruit for God's glory. And so our ability to bear fruit is not primarily about the decisions that we make, but the decision that Jesus has made. We can be confident about bearing fruit because that is Jesus' purpose for us. He's chosen us and appointed us for this purpose of bearing fruit, fruit that will last. So why can we expect to bear fruit? Because we're connected to Jesus, the vine, the source of life and fruitfulness. Because we've been cleansed. We've been pruned in order to be branches that bear fruit. And because we've been chosen and appointed to go and bear fruit that will last. And so how dare you give up on yourself? How dare you lose hope in your ability to grow and bear fruit for God's glory? In the light of these claims, these truths, we mustn't let ourselves become cynical about our ability to grow and change and bear fruit. This ties in, I think, with what we were talking about last week. God is poised to give us more, so don't settle Don't assume that you've reached your plateau and there's no more growth to come. You know, I'm preaching this to myself as much as anyone else. I've been really convicted digging into this passage because it's so easy to settle, isn't it? When you've been a Christian for any number of years, to accept the status quo, to assume that my level of maturity is as far as I'm going to get this side of eternity. No. We're branches in the vine appointed to bear fruit. I believe that that way of thinking is a lie of the devil. He doesn't want us to grow. He doesn't want us to bear fruit for God's glory. Spiritual apathy, passivity, laziness, distraction, cynicism are all fruits of unbelief. Do you feel weak? Of course you do. You're a branch. You can't bear fruit by yourself. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing, but you're not apart from Jesus. You're connected to the vine. You're united with the author of life. You have the power of the Spirit. You have the life of God within you. You know, when we give up on ourselves, what are we saying? That there's some sin in our life, there's some bad habit, some character flaw that is so serious, so ingrained, that even the power of God can't shift it. Really? The God who created the universe from nothing, 
who brought Israel out of Egypt through the plagues, the God who converted the Apostle Paul, the God who raised Jesus from the dead, can't root out your lust, can't transform your pride, can't give you courage, can't fill you with wisdom, really? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So, Father, we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have chosen us and cleansed us and connected us to your Son. And we pray that you would fill us afresh with your Spirit. We pray that you would bring the presence of your Son powerfully into our lives. Father, prune us, bring our fruitfulness. Forgive us where we've settled, where we've given up on ourselves and given in to sin. Fill us with new hope. Show us, show us what it means to remain in your Son and change us. Transform us, make us more like Jesus so that we might indeed bear much fruit to your glory. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.